0: This week, the big news in tech is that the US Department of Justice filed suit against Google, accusing the company of being a monopoly and controlling an estimated 90% of internet searches. But in fintech, especially in payments, competition appears to be alive and well, as firms from MasterCard to Visa and from PayPal to Alipay fight it out every day to see who will be the number one company in fintech. And guess what will determine the winner? Innovation. In this edition of Fintech Friday, innovation, the future of payments. I'm Silvio Tavares here in San Francisco on October 23rd, and this is Fintech Friday, brought to you by Cardlinks. It's great to be with you. 90% that's what the U.S. Department of Justice says is the proportion of internet searches controlled by google as you heard on this program several weeks ago the u.s government has been planning for some time to file suit against the search giant based on the allegation that google has been abusing its dominant market positioning and stifling both innovation and competition this week it finally happened but in the fintech and payments industry things are very, very different. There's fierce and very intense competition for leadership in the industry. And that competition has led to unprecedented innovation as companies vie to remain the top choice for consumers and merchants. Outside of China, just two companies control an estimated 90% of the card payments around the world. Those two companies are Visa, And MasterCard. And MasterCard in particular has been pulling ahead in the innovation category. Last year, it staged a coup when Apple selected MasterCard as the payment network for its new and hugely successful Apple credit card. And in June of this year, MasterCard scored again, launching the new Samsung Pay credit card on the MasterCard network. And that's the good thing about competition. It breeds innovation and more choices for both consumers and merchants. 2020 has been a showcase for that kind of innovation. And 2021 is already positioned to be potentially the biggest year in fintech innovation for some time. Today on the show, we speak with Kirsty Rankin, Senior Vice President with MasterCard, She's an expert and a leading technologist with a company based in Purchase, New York. Before she joined MasterCard, she was the CEO of Pinpoint, a leading loyalty payments company based in Sydney, Australia. We'll discuss the key developments for payments in 2020 and what to expect next for 2021. Good morning, Kirsty. How are you?
1: I'm doing really well, thanks, Sylvia. How about you?
0: I'm doing great. It is a sunny, beautiful day here in San Francisco. And Kirsty, where are you today?
1: I am sitting in MasterCard headquarters in Purchase, New York. So
0: you've got a lot of global experience in payments and loyalty. And from your vantage point also at one of the world's largest payment companies, you're seeing a lot of the changes in payments over 2020. And Two big things changed in 2020. One obviously was the rise of e-commerce as many merchants had to close their physical stores. And the other thing that happened is we had this surge in contactless payments and mobile wallets as people were searching for new, cleaner ways to pay. How do you think those trends are gonna impact next year, 2021?
1: Well, Silvio, no touch is definitely the new high touch. And off the back of COVID-19 this year, we've seen the digital adoption in payments accelerate, as you know, at an unprecedented pace. And look, all indications are that this is an irreversible change. So whilst it's very hard to predict 2021 and life beyond, we're unlikely to see this slow down, let alone reversing. And what's really interesting is that we're seeing this trend play out with the less digitally savvy, including older age groups, who are more worried about their health and safety. The other big change of Silvio, is the expansion of digital and wallet solutions beyond just payments. Fully integrated value-added services, if you will, like digital IDs, loyalty capabilities, including managing your points, and the ability to use your points to seamlessly pay for goods the way you can with MasterCard's Pay With Rewards. And then also greater use of contextual marketing, for instance, uh, serving up relevant and personalised offers linked to digital cards in these wallets. And so I think it's these value-adds that will really drive stickiness and create those top-of-wallet opportunities. And finally, we're really seeing more digital payment solutions being built from the ground up with the physical card as a form factor becoming optional. So the Apple card is a great example. And this summer, we're also partnering with Samsung and SoFi to deliver a digital first debit card that's backed by a cash management account. That's
0: really interesting, Kirsty. There's a lot there in terms of the changes that you expect and some of the key things that are going to continue. You know, in many ways, 2020 has been a tale of two cities. On the one hand, there have been a lot of companies that have been really hurting. Small and medium-sized merchants had to shut their doors. Even very large merchants that couldn't make the pivot to e-commerce, they've been hurting. So that's on the one hand. And then on the other hand, we've got tech companies, fintech companies, payments companies that have been flying really, really high. And, and quite frankly, MasterCard is one of them. You've done actually very, very well this year. How is MasterCard actually helping the companies on the other end that aren't doing well, merchants and consumers that were impacted by COVID-19?
1: Yeah, well, Silvio, as you would know, uh, this requires great resolve. It requires an enormous amount of flexibility and agility, and then, of course, very strong partnerships. So, first of all, MasterCard rapidly enabled and facilitated digital commerce solutions for small businesses when they were desperately in need of help. We've also helped small bricks and mortar merchants manage this transition from a complete shutdown to coming back to business by providing a search tool for consumers so they can see who has reopened. And that's all based on MasterCard being able to see successful payment transactions. Secondly, MasterCard has launched what we call Recovery Insights, which is a set of tools and research to help businesses and governments across the globe to better manage the health and the safety and the economic risks that are being presented by the pandemic, including helping governments to really double down on what is working and pinpointing where the aid needs to flow. And this is all done with the help of aggregated and anonymized payment data to surface real-time insights. In Europe, the data helped a major retailer pivot away from stocking larger stores towards smaller outlets where The consumer demand actually was, with consumers now staying at home, of course, and and shopping locally. And then last but not least, turning to our very own MasterCard loyalty Solutions, we've also needed to pivot these over the course of 2020 in order to help meet the needs and and new priorities of our customers and and cardholders. So, for example, we pivoted the MasterCard travel and lifestyle services that included a travel-centric concierge service, to a concierge service that could help cardholders to secure things like grocery deliveries and provide health and wellness options or help with questions about opening hours and delivery options and even sourcing masks. Then we have our travel insurance benefits, which are a great example of us needing to switch to more relevant insurances like mobile phone insurance and online purchase protection. So these are all great examples of being agile but also being hugely customer-centric.
0: That is great and very impressive how MasterCard is really using a lot of its capabilities and resources to give back to its customer base and the communities that the company serves. Great example of ESG in action. One thing that's really changed is how consumers pay and, and you know merchants in particular are focused on how do they drive loyalty to their merchant brand. Banks are really focused on how can they drive loyalty to their card or payment product. Yet, in a world where so many things are changing and we're all doing things in different ways, loyalty is actually pretty hard to keep from a customer perspective. How do you think consumers are viewing loyalty in this new normal through the pandemic and even post the pandemic?
1: During the pandemic, we've seen consumer attitudes and behaviours and even purchasing habits rapidly changing in sometimes very unpredictable ways. And as I just highlighted, this necessitates a new level of agility and flexibility from businesses. In some instances, we are seeing consumers being less loyal to brands and traditional rewards, and that's based more often than not on COVID-driven factors around convenience, around product availability around their changing needs, for example, not being able to travel. And then, of course, there's financial and value-based considerations that can also change brand affinity. So I think we'll see the new normal bringing different dimensions to consumer preferences, and that will definitely influence loyalty efforts. I think there's going to be a real need to focus on personalised experiences, safety, touchless, digital access and convenience. All of these are increasingly important to consumers, And we did a Harvard Business Review loyalty report that was sponsored uh, last year, where most executives believe that digital access will be the top driver, the top driver of consumer loyalty in the next five years. And that was before the pandemic. So again, this is only likely to be accelerated now. Another interesting point is that there's a lot of stored up value in rewards programs that could easily be eroded or the value lost totally if companies don't pivot in order to stay relevant. And that's why we're seeing many hotels and airlines in 2020 providing extra incentives to retain their customers, like holding their status level for another 12 months, enabling travel miles to be used at supermarkets and restaurants and and other non-travel merchants. All of this clearly points to the necessity for digital first, relevant, seamless experiences that help cardholders with this new reality that they're facing. And in that vein, it's no surprise that we're seeing increased demand for true data-driven insights to really better understand these evolving consumer trends.
0: Yeah, very much. I totally agree with that. Let me ask you about like what's new coming up in 2021 and loyalty, like new experiences that consumers may not have had that now they're gonna have. You know, and I kind of think about the product that you mentioned, the the new Apple card. Well, not so new, I guess it launched in 2019, August, and that's a MasterCard with the Apple logo, and you have a third partner, which is Goldman Sachs, which is the issuing bank. So you guys work to bring that together. And I have to say, when I got mine in August of last year, it was really cool to kind of show members and and friends and family. But I actually started using it a lot this year because it works so well with my phone in a contactless way. So that was pretty new for me where I could basically use it everywhere.
1: What are some of those things going to look like in 2021? Yeah, so I think what we're going to see is many brands needing to be much more flexible and creative. So we've spoken about the rise of digital trends in in the e-commerce and contactless space. And both of these are aspects of the cardholder experience that Everyone should be thinking about moving forward and be fully across the changes. I think, too, we're going to see differences in the way that cardholders can actually both earn and burn their points. We've already mentioned changing the way that cardholders, for instance, can use their airline miles to pay at restaurants and retailers. American Airlines, for instance, is making it easier for passengers to get elite status. By granting one mile towards million mile of status for every dollar spent on eligible Advantage credit cards between May and December this year, for instance. So I think we'll see more creative ways that companies are going to deal with this. You know, businesses in our land points to be donated to COVID recovery efforts or other charities. And I think starting these types of habits is, is going to continue into 2021. Another good example of creativity is a leading CPG beauty brand who selected Session M, which is a mastercard company. They launched their first ever personalized at home hair color. This is a great example of creativity and meeting the customer where the customer is. So this whole notion of experiential loyalty is really what's going to drive differentiation and you know, that stickiness
0: to a brand. Kirsty, thank you so much for the time today and for sharing your amazing insights. It's always a great pleasure to speak with you, and we look forward to having you back on the podcast in the future.
1: Thanks, Sylvia. I really enjoyed the opportunity. That's Kirsty
0: Rankin, Senior Vice President with MasterCard, speaking to us from Purchase New York, which happens to be the headquarters of MasterCard Globally. Coming right up, some closing thoughts on competition and innovation. I happen to be a huge sports fan. I I play pretty much every sport that I can. Soccer, squash, tennis, basketball, you name it, I play it. Now, I'm not very good at any of them, but I really enjoy all of them. And the one thing that every athlete knows is that whenever you step onto the court or on the field, the main thing you hope for is a good opponent. The reason for that is simple a good opponent brings out the best in you. It makes you perform better. And in a funny way, it's the same thing in business. The more competition there is, the better the industry becomes. For fintech and payments, the flood of new market entrants has meant that the collective innovation of the industry has increased dramatically in the last decade. That's one reason we're now in a golden age of fintech innovation, as both incumbent companies and new innovators develop great new digital products that deliver both value for consumers and merchants. So my friends, you heard it here first. Things are going to keep getting better and better in fintech. For Fintech Friday from the Cardlinks Association, take care of yourself and take care of each other. God bless you. This is Silvio Tavares signing off.